Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week's episode is a brand new Meet the Founder with Jason Lau, the owner, founder, and just about everything else at Canadian beauty brand Phytosurgeons. Before I talk about the brand, I'll just refresh your memory a little bit about what the Meet the Founder series is. It's been a while since I've done one. They always take place on Instagram Live. I feel like it allows the audience to kind of be involved in the conversation. Also, unlike my usual episodes, Meet the Founder instead of it being about the guests and you know their morning routines it's very much about the brand itself it allows that person to really talk about their brand how it was built the challenges they've faced and plug some products if they want to the reason i invited jason on is because i just love how real he is how funny he is he is also incredibly dedicated to creating new colors new products He's really hands-on, and for me, that's why it's becoming such a cult beauty brand. As we chat in the interview, I do touch upon the fact that it's not available in the UK, but Jason has assured me it is coming to Europe. Right now, Phytosurgence is only available in the States and Canada, and it's really already got a cult following, and I can see why I was lucky enough to be sent some products, and they just blend into the skin and it's clear Jason is really all about making skincare and makeup easy for anybody to apply. In this episode Jason gets very real and realistic about what it takes to build a brand. He is very upfront about his attitude towards customers that have criticized some of the color shades. He tells me in the conversation actually about some white women that have labeled the shades that really suit darker skin tones as ugly and Jason is really not here for that. I love his approach. I think you will too. Enjoy. Your brand is called Phytosurgeons, and here in the UK, we do not have it. No, not, not yet. Not yet, but you, honestly, Jason, you, you were so sweet. You sent me a couple of products because yeah. a couple of my guests were raving about you. So you kindly sent me a couple of products, and I'm wearing Spectral Shine. Yeah today as someone with texture in my skin I didn't think I would wear something like this but it's beautiful um but yeah you've kind of I feel like in the beauty community the, the you know the people that love to play with makeup your mm-hmm. brand so I had to in my dms upset <laughs> like how did you get it <laughs> I've, I've wanted connections collabs and I was like wait wait it's coming <laughs> <laughs> No, people are like, really angry about it sometimes. And, you know, it's not a conscious choice not to sell the people on purpose. It's, it's more so all the legalities around it. But people who are just regular consumers don't know that. And they're like, do you hate my country? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just can't sell there right now, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel the U.S. is way more flexible, let's say, with certain ingredients. Yeah. Europe is like, no. So mm-hmm. you understand that. And also it's, it's costly and you are, you know, you describe yourself as the owner and founder and the person that does everything. So- yeah. Cause I think one of the requirements for selling in the UK and EU is that you actually have to have a brand representative that lives there who yeah. answer your questions and whatever. And I'm like, ah, uh, there's one of me. I, I can't live in the UK as well. So for now I, I just, can't in good conscience do it like 
A lot of indie brands do sell internationally, like worldwide, but they're kind of doing it like, you know, beneath the table kind of thing. Right. And Setting a friend up in a different country saying, you know, just say that you're my brand rep. And Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's, first of all, first question. Yes. Have I said the name of the brand? <laughs> yeah, it, it's so weird because <laughs> how, how the brand came to be and how it's grown, like, it's just changed so much. But really, at the very beginning of it, it, it was really meant to be one skincare item that I would sell. I would not make any other SKUs. It would just be that one item. And that was very focused on using botanical ingredients and, you know, plant oils, plant-derived things. So I'm a very big science nerd. So you can see with all my plants in the back. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, one of my babies here. Yeah. You know, so phyto meaning derived from plants and surgeons, I kind of wanted people to feel like when they're using our products, whether they're just feeling like connecting with nature in some sort of way, that's kind of where the name came about. And when we branched out into makeup, I was like, well, how can I make the name still make sense? And, you know, it, it came very organically where I still kind of, if you understand the names of our products, for instance, with velvet leaf um it's it's based on the look and the textures to different leaves so that's still kind of nature inspired and and that's kind of where i draw everything back to the name at, at its core because i really don't want to lose the essence that i started off with so um that's kind of how i keep everything in the same sphere yeah funny though because you just said you know you intended for it to be one product and i'm like you're always on stories make literally make i know <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I never, I, 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 people who've been here for a while kind of know, I never thought this would be a business. Like, this was just a fun hobby. So, um, yeah, like the one, one product was more so for something that I could give away to people. Um, and my idea of, of the peak of success, so to say, would be like having a little stall at a Christmas craft market. So, wow. you know, so to see where we are now is like, mm. <laughs> So tell me about why you started. Why were you intent on creating that first product? What happened? Yeah, it's actually not a very exciting story. Um, so actually, one, a couple of my coworkers I, I saw joined this, but um, my background is actually in healthcare. So I work in the hospital. Okay. Um, and I still do. Um, and, and kind of, I, I took care of my skin. I was really regimented in what I used. And no matter where I went, people would be, oh my God, like your skin glows. Like, what do you use? Blah, blah, blah. And it actually got really annoying. Like I couldn't do my job on a day to day because people just stopped me like strangers. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God. It was so annoying. So I was like, you know what? Like it'd be nice just to say, oh, like this is what I use. I make it myself. Like I'm cool, you know? Um, and, and that's kind of how I came about it. And the one product I, I always gravitate towards in terms of um, product category were facial oils and uh, that's kind of the, the one hero product I always tell people try a facial oil they're great and I just kind of wanted to make my own perfect version of it that I could use for myself and, and give to my friends and family and that's how regenerative facial oil came about <laughs> um, and that was kind of just meant to be the the one product that I that I worked on so that's kind of how the brand started yeah that is a really simple story, but it's, it's, it's very simple. It's not exciting at all, but. 
No, but it is exciting because look at where you are now. So uh, can you explain, as you grew, mm -hmm. what would you say has been the big challenge for you since you started? Um, I, I think there's um, like two sides of it. There's the, the side that's challenging in the business sense where I kind of have to learn to adapt with the growth and the changes that come with all of that. And, um, you know, learning all the ins and outs of business. I hate business. I am not a business person. So that was very difficult for me because um, I'm the only person who can call the shots. I don't have someone I can delegate to, right? Um, and then on a more personal level, I think that dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome was huge for me um, because people would kind of talk to me and on Instagram, emails, whatever, talking to me as if I'm like some big corporation. It's like, oh, can you let your marketing department know? I'm like, that's me, <laughs> you know? So it's a lot of challenges. And um, I, I say even until now, it's a lot of like operating on adrenaline and just kind of pushing out a lot of the little thoughts. So, cause otherwise they'll just consume me. So, yeah. I love how, um, cause I, I think it was maybe a couple of weeks ago. I really like how honest you are about what is going on and i think did you create some amazing color and people were instantly like they wanted it yeah and wasn't actually planning on releasing this but i think you said one excited puppy is cute 50 excited puppies is too much it's a little much yeah you know like i i love creating things in my very limited spare time and sometimes mm -hmm. when i do make something i would just show well off because it's exciting like otherwise only i'm going to see it and that's kind of boring and I think that's what I really did in the very, very beginning of the company. And people were so drawn towards it because they're like, oh, look at this random person like who's showing us the behind the scenes. And because we were really small at that point, I could really talk about individually with the person. Yeah, this is this brown, the texture is like this. And it was a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. as we got bigger and bigger, it happened so exponentially quick that if I kept doing the same thing, suddenly like my DMs would just like, explode. And then people are like, hello, can you hear me? Like, why aren't you responding to me? I want to buy this. Where is this? I can't see it on the website. And it's like, oh my God, like, calm down. <laughs> so it can get quite a bit um, uh, like, like intense. Um, and I think a lot of consumers don't understand that. So sometimes I'm not responding, not because I'm rude, but because if I worked, I would not sleep because it would just be nonstop. Yeah. Things to do. It's like, I get that on my small little platform. A lot of people talk to you like they actually want to start having a conversation and that is sweet. But when yeah. you don't know them at all and you are doing your work and yeah. dealing with the regular DM conversations that you might have, yeah. you feel really invasive or you can feeling a bit guilty but um when you own a business when you work for yourself boundaries can go out the window because i pay myself i, yeah. I always be on do you yeah. have you managed to get past that now are you quite good at saying no yeah i i think that it was quite tough in the beginning because sometimes setting boundaries people would assume that it's because you have some like malicious or holier than thou intent behind it for instance on our profile I, I say like no pr or collabs because before i said that even when we had all of 500 followers every day it was like 10 emails like hi beauty brand 
they can't even spell our name properly. And they're like, I would love some free product. And I'm like, um, me giving you free product when I'm so small is literally me giving you 20 bucks for free. And then you using it once on your platform with a hundred followers and then being like, I'm done with it. <laughs> so, so that's why I put it up there. And someone took the time to write me an essay saying how rude they thought I was because they were like, you were nothing without creators. You were nothing well without influencers. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and someone even made a YouTube video um, and, and they were like, yeah, they're so anti-influencer. Um, I don't know why they hate us so much. Like we're giving them business. So, you no, know, I'm, like I've been a journalist for a really long time. And yes, you do get sent stuff. But honestly, I have never, ever taken it for granted. I hate things that go to waste. Yeah. But the culture of the influencer, just the expectation I would always, even when I do special episodes now, if I want to do a, an episode about glowing skin, I will go and buy some products. Yeah. I'll let the brand know that they're in there. And they, then we've started a relationship. Yeah. I'm invested in you. I, I, you know what? I paid for the products and I use them and I like them. Exactly. It's like you said, um, I know countless influencers that every day of the week they're in a new acid. I'm like, well, you can't be doing that because you're skilled. Oh. It'll fall off. Yeah. <laughs> so, how dare they do that to you? Yeah. Um, right, we have to talk about COVID. You know, the Panini, what does someone call it? The Pantene Pro-V, whatever you want to call it. Yes. How did that affect your business? Like, what? how many years had you been running when the pandemic hit? Like, um, we were just over one year in, I think, um, when the pandemic started. And uh, we had um, a couple skincare items and the blushes. And I think at that point, it was weird because we were in a position where we're still growing. So it's like, we couldn't really be affected. There, there was nothing to affect, like we're, we're nothing. So I guess that's kind of nice, like, you know. Um, didn't it affect your ingredients coming in or anything like that? No, no, because we, we weren't ordering anything in bulk. Like, our bulk would be 200 grams, right? Like, it's not um, a huge deal. So we really weren't that affected. Um, and because we only ship within Canada and the U.S., like, the international things, like we're, we, we weren't affected by that at all, which is nice. Um, but, I mean, that's a nice thing about being an indie brand that's independent and whatnot, because you can easily pivot. You don't need to go to the higher ups and say, I know we've invested this amount of money into this launch. Can we delay it? Can we pull something up? Like if I want to do something, I can just do it. So I guess in those cases, I think that's why we're seeing a lot of indie brands continuously still to this day, grow more and more and, and continue to pop up. So. And I think you're right. I feel like the younger ones, the younger brands, like they're able to pivot more quickly. They're smaller. Um, it's not like minimum orders of 20,000. Yeah. So I've, I think that is such a bonus for younger brands because the pandemic, if it didn't affect you business-wise, it definitely affects you mental health-wise. Like, yeah. remember when we thought it was just a couple of months? Uh, <laughs> I wish. Like, how did you cope? Did you just throw yourself into developing new things or you have a bit of downtime? Yeah, I mean, um, so around, I think around October, 
last year. I, I, I can't remember anymore, but, um, <laughs> but both my parents actually got COVID. Um, so I, I stayed home and took care of them. So I think around this time I said like, yeah, like the store is closed. Like we're not shipping anything because I couldn't leave the house because I was quarantining with them. Um, and then I just took the time to kind of work on fun products. And that's how I came up with the eyeshadows. Um, oh. And and once that was kind of, they were over, they're, they're totally fine. Um, uh, so so after that, I was like, yeah, like, well, I had two weeks of doing nothing. And I have now got this wonderful eyeshadow formula. And they kind of put it into production afterwards. So <laughs> that's how you kind of work around things. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that they're okay. Yeah. Tell me, given your time in the beauty world, what's the thing you're most proud of so far? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I guess in terms of traditional markers of success, um, there, there are a, a couple um, uh, creators, uh, YouTubers, Instagrammers, whatever, that I was watching for, for years, like years and years and years. And... Um, you know, Tom, my partner, he's like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if you know, Tati Westbrook bought your products and reviewed them? I'm like, uh, like don't talk, that'll never happen. Um, but I guess like just me staying in my own lane, I would say maybe like four or five of my like top wish list creators mm -hmm. on their own accord bought our product, used them and reviewed them to so to, to go from watching random videos that they make to seeing our products on the screen, it was like, oh my god. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and recently, a makeup artist for NBC um, used our products on the show New Amsterdam. Wow. Um, so that was cool. Like, my dad was like, oh, that's where the, the Olympics are streamed. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's where, that's the channel for the Olympics. And he's like, yeah, yeah, good job. <laughs> so I would say those are the more, like, traditional things that Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and and I guess in terms of the the business side, like the finances side, uh, it's kind of like holy crap. Um, you know, when I first started, I told the tax people like I only plan to make two thousand dollars a year. That was my that was my goal. That was my like at my peak kind of thing. <laughs> we're, we're not doing just two thousand dollars anymore. So <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. So you do seem like someone that's quite modest. Uh, about you know because i know when you say what are you proud of to some people it's, it's not about that it's literally about what you do every day but what keeps you going basically because obviously you explained why you don't mm -hmm. at a certain level but you never really ex you never really plans for this no and and i think there's a like, there's a lot of factors that kind of keep the ball going and keeping me motivated um for one i hate working for people <laughs> I love my boss and my day job. She's lovely, but I, I hate working for people. So just to be able to be my own boss is, is quite lovely. Um, but I, I'd say another part is just to see the reactions of people using our products and giving me the feedback they gave me sometimes. Like, um, and, and it's always the, the quote unquote little people that, that make me the happiest when I hear their feedback. Like uh, for instance, if um, we had a we had a single mom of three kids who was like, "Hey, like I feel beautiful for the first time in six years because I use her eyeshadow and I thought that I didn't know how to use it. It was I feel good. It took me five minutes. I I'm like, oh my god, 
I love you. And I'm like, do you want more product? Like, I'll give you everything you want. Like, just, just let me know. So um, it's those like in day-to-day interactions. That's what really fuels me at the end of the day. Um, yeah, like the big splashy achievements are nice, but without the people behind the scenes and your regular consumers, like you're nowhere, like your, your brand's, you know, going up in flames. So um, like, I'm so grateful for the huge community that we've been able to build. So yeah. Love Glam is my jam. It's like Jason's heart crying face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice when I want to be, but I can, I can be pretty like too. So boundaries. Uh, <laughs> but tell me, do you ever allow yourself to dream about really, really where this could go? Um, yes. And all of my dreams that, you know, look, looking back, like they've all been like crushed already. So I don't know where I can go from here. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of good. Like you can just start from, you know, really like, I, I don't care if I'm in Sephora. I don't want to be in like all these big places. Like all I really want is to, you know, I'm an only child. Like, I want to be able to provide for my parents so they can be comfortable when they retire. I want to be able to care of my family, my partner's family, and just, like, you know, be able to give back to some people. Like, we donate to animal charities. Like, I just want to do, like, regular everyday stuff. I don't need to be winning awards in Glamour magazine and whatever. That That's not important to me. Like, if it happens, I'm like, woohoo, but uh, I'm not, like, end all be all. So with that in mind, I feel like I need to ask you, would you ever sell the brand? Because there's been some very famous brands that are like, no, we will never do it. And then Estee Lauder comes <laughs> come on, add a kid, um, million, whatever. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, so like kind of behind the scenes stuff, we actually just, I think a couple of days ago, signed on um, our very first shareholder um, who's taking on a business advisory role. Super exciting stuff, kind of boring to people, but like for me, that's really exciting. But I, and he's like, yeah, you know, you should set your company up. People might want to buy it. And all these lawyers and accountants are kind of giving us ballpark margins of what people think we're worth currently. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> we're not worth that much. Go away. Um, but but I'm like, no, no, it happens a lot, but I don't think I would. Um, I, I put so much hard work and time into molding the way that our products are, the way that the brand is perceived. Like, I don't want to let some big corp just turn it into a money-making machine and kind of giving up these morals that I've worked so hard to portray. So, yeah, no, no, I don't think I would sell. And I'm very stubborn, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I will. <laughs> but I, I also feel like, you would hate to lose that creative thing because like I said earlier, you are always sharing what you're making. You seem so curious about it, like how a colour can blend out and how blend together. And yeah. So I feel like so much would have to change for you to just say bye yeah. to Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I have to keep my hands in it. Like I can't let go of it. I love that. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that is sitting home now and they've always had this idea for a product or they they may have even gone as far as like testing it out what advice would you give them um i i think more than anything i feel like it's really important to kind of evaluate your personality um and and kind of try to figure like you need to know who you are you need to know 
how do you react in a crisis? You need to know how you react in, in moments of like anger. You just have to figure yourself out because those are the, the things that aren't said, you know, in the, like a business guideline. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, read a guide, that's easy. But like, you know, if, if someone backs you into a corner, like how are you going to get out of it? Are you going to fight back? Are you going to be like customers always, right? And, and those kind of things that people don't really think about. And that's, I feel what was really hard of a learning curve for me because um, I don't like customer service. Like w- when I get pushed, I will push back 10 times harder. So right. Tom is like, you need to be nicer. I'm like, no, it's my business. You you leave me alone. I will say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> and, and just things like that. So, or like if, if for instance, um, you've had so many weird failures. The very first time we, we bought bottles for these guys, they all completely leaked. Oh no! And that was the most money I've ever spent on anything. I think I spent a thousand dollars on our first launch. All of them leaked, and the supplier was like, "Oh, maybe you just don't know how to tighten the lid." I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know." <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and I literally had to film a video of me tipping the jar upside down, having it leak, and then they're like, "Try screwing it harder." And I'm like. No, like if it leaks, it leaks, and they're like, no, we're never funding you any of your money. I'm like, well, that's great, but like, cause I'm self-funded. I don't have a loan. I don't have a big chunk of money. So that one thousand dollars back then meant a lot. Like it was a big amount of money, and it was all out the window. Our very first sale was a credit card scam, so that was fun. I was like, hey, my first sale, and then it's like, actually, they're a fraud. You're returning the money, and here's another fifty dollars surcharge for making us return the money. So, those are the things that people don't talk about. Like, they make it sound so like, yo, you put in the hard work and you're gonna succeed. But, like, no. <laughs> like, I love that you said, I love that you said you have to know yourself. No one said that to me before. Like, not even in all the years that I've um, interviewed people, like, yeah. more people. You know, everyone goes down there, well, you have to know what you want, you have to know your audience, you have to do your research, you have to be dedicated. You were like, know who you are and how you react. Yeah. And I love how you you already know yourself. You're like, <laughs> you have to do everything with conviction. Like, you you can't do anything half-assed and expect a wonderful result. Like you, I I think I'm very lucky. I know if my instinct says something, like I will trust it. Not everyone's like that. I don't think. Um, and and sometimes people mix up impulsiveness with instinctiveness, and you have to learn the difference between the two because they're so different and yeah i really believe in the gut I feel like often we're not raised to really follow the gut, but mm-hmm. people they are so fearful of just working with that so they ignore it and i i literally think it turns into a physical thing when you ignore things mm-hmm. that's you can literally feel pain oh yeah me you're a virgo now my husband's a virgo so I really need to know whatever is because I don't I don't really see it in my husband. He's not here right now. Okay. They say um, Virgo when it comes to business. Like what are the Yeah, no, I, I am a Virgo. Um and I am like uh, I think I'm a Capricorn rising with a Leo sun. Essentially I think it just means I'm really like ah. <laughs> I'm also very sensitive. So Leo. So yeah. Oh, yeah. so it gives, like you're very kind of like no, no bullshit. No, I I will fight for what I believe in. 
down to the very last breath. And like, if I know I'm right, like I know I'm right. So you're not going to hear the end of it until you give up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good that your products are so amazing because um, you shouldn't really have any issues with negative customers, really. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the thing. Like, I make these products. I know how they work. Um, and I was talking to someone the other day, but like, people sometimes, for instance, take um, the spectral shine and like shove their finger into it, break it, and then they'll DM and be like, "You made it wrong." And I'm like. I did not make my own goddamn products wrong. You used it wrong. Like, go read the instructions. You know, like, those are the things, oh, my God, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to... I know there's going to be more customer stories like, <laughs> as the years progress. So please... Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so let's get into, like, I know you said you've got some things, you've got some products there. Yes. So, like, is there anything... You with us that you're working on right now or any new oh no of course the one thing i don't have next to me is what i'm working on um but i'm i'm kind of working on a number of things so we have a cleansing balm i'm working on um it'll be like super affordable nothing fancy like 20 bucks kind of thing um we have some matte pigments pigments i'm working on so they're kind of meant to be like you can use them on your eyes or cheeks um eyebrows whatever i'm actually wearing one of them today i don't think i can really tell but like i kind of contoured my nose with that brown pigment there i have it on my eyes there yeah just a little. i have it sculpting my cheeks um so and then i, I kind of test it all and i'm like you know what i'm sweaty like i rub my face and i'm like is it coming off no <laughs> So that's kind of how I, I kind of work on products. Like, and then I'll send them to a couple creators. Like, I'm not just like, yeah, use them. Like, don't post about it, but just have fun with it. Let me know what you think. Um, and that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. So, any final words, thoughts that you want to share with everyone? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, our 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 brand is like it, it's not as like grand as you might think. Um, like, we're very like down to earth. Just like come hang out with us, um, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't want to be like one of those hype people who are like, yeah, we're like super cool and you know, mm. like, we're boss babes and whatever, like, I don't know. Oh. I'm, I'm very like, if you like our products, buy it. If you don't, like, buy something else. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me. I love that though. Like, you're just refreshing. And I, ta I take it on board in like the best way, you know, there's yeah. no for anyone to think that it's like, repelling i actually yeah. think yeah down to earth i i feel like you've definitely got an attraction to you. oh thank you so much jason yeah. like you. made my evening i love the products i can't wait for you to come yeah. today we have to do something yes when you do yes i want to come so bad i'm just itching to travel so oh me too yeah but yeah whatever you want i'm one dm away and i will personally mail it to you so Oh, thank <laughs> this did take place on Instagram Live, so if there's any sound glitches, please forgive me. I do think it's still worth listening, so I hope you enjoyed it. If you actually want to see us in action, and you really should see Jason because his skin is ridiculous, then head to Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram and check it out. Um, there's a whole series of Meet the Founder there for you to watch. Whether you watch or listen, I hope you love it. Let me know. Feel free to email beautymepodcast at gmail.com 
or drop a comment on the IGTV. Be sure to check out Jason's amazing behind the scenes on Instagram stories over at Phytosurgeons and sign up to my newsletter to stay in touch with news of future guests. I'll drop a link in the show notes. You can also find me on Twitter at Beauty Me Podcast and YouTube. See you next time. <laughs>